0: Welcome to Zichudav, Siman, right? and Memoreh, i Goldrei, and today we're Zechiz Baba Kama, Mem Memvav. The fifth paragraph, Shor Shenagach Hazapara. So the three we're going to focus on, and when the fifth paragraph begins, Shor Shenagach Hazapara, Benimsa Ubarra Betzida, If an ox gored a cow, and its fetus was found dead at its side, Ve'en yadui ima chonach Yalda, and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the ox gored it, and the ox's owner is not responsible, ima chonach yalda or if it gave birth after the ox gored it, causing the loss of the fetus. He pays half damages for the cow and one quarter damages for the fetus. The Mishnah also discusses a case where a pregnant cow gored an ox, and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the attack, or afterward, in which case the fetus participated in the damage. Shmuel explains that this mission reflects the opinion of Simchas, who holds: Mamonah mutabasafek chokin money whose ownership is inherently in doubt is divided by the two parties. Since it's unknown if the fetus was damaged by the ox, its owners only paid half of the normal half damages. But the Khamim hold: Zekal gadol This is a great rule in judgment. The one attempting to extract payment from his fellow, the burden of proof is upon him. Pointing me to the grass, why the principle of Hamotsi Mechaveru Elvarai is called a call Abedin, a great rule in judgment. It first answers that it teaches that even if the victim says you are definitely liable and the damager only says I'm possibly exempt, the victim cannot collect without proof. The more additional answer is that the principle includes a case where the litigant is supported by the majority if one sold an ox which was discovered to have been violent and is not usable for plowing. Rav says, This is a purchase made in error and must be refunded. Shmuel says that the seller can claim, I sold it to you for shekhti, meaning for meat, and the sale is valid. The cases where most people purchase oxen for plowing, but some purchase for meat. Rav says we follow the majority so the buyer can demand a refund since the ox was not usable for plowing. But Shmuel says, Ki When do we follow the majority? isura only for questions concerning prohibitions. But regarding monetary disputes, we do not follow the majority. Rather, we say, and point number three, bar Nachmani asks, from where do we derive that one attempting to extract payment from his fellow, the burden of proof is upon him? The Torah says Mibadwarm Yagash Alehem, whoever's acclaimed should approach them referring to Aaron and Hur, meaning yagish Raya Alehem, he should present proof to them and cannot collect payment without proof. Ravashi objected that no source is necessary. Svorahu it's simple logic. The keeva beasya. The one suffering from pain goes to a doctor to be cured. Similarly, anyone attempting to litigate a claim against his fellow must substantiate his claim to base it. The Pasuk brought above is darshan by Rabba Baravu to teach that basin only addresses the claim of the plaintiff first, even where the defendant makes a counterclaim reducing his debt. So once again, the three points are number one. The fifth beric begins, If an ox gored a cow and its fetus was found dead at its side, and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the ox gored it and the ox's owner is not responsible, or if it gave birth after the ox gored it, causing the loss of the fetus, Mashal Nezakal He pays half damages for the cow and one quarter damages for the fetus. The Mishnah also discusses a case where a pregnant cow gored an ox and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the attack, or afterward, in which case the fetus participated in the damage. Shmuel explains that this mission reflects the opinion of Simkas who holds Mamunamut Safek Hokin, money whose ownership is inherently endowed, in is divided by the two parties. Since it's unknown if the fetus was damaged by the ox, its owners only paid half of the normal half damages. But the Khamim holds Zekal badin this is a great rule in judgment, a mechaveru al the one attempting to extract payment from his fellow the burden of proof is upon him. Pointing me to the grass, why the principle of Hamotsi Mecheveru Rai is called Akal call Abedin, a great rule in judgment. It first answers that it teaches that even if the victim says, you are definitely liable, and the damager only says, I'm possibly exempt, the victim cannot collect without proof. The more additionally answers that the principle includes a case where the litigant is supported by the majority if one sold an ox which was discovered to have been violent and is not usable for plowing. Rav says, This is a purchase made in error and must be refunded. Shmuel says that the seller can claim, I sold it to you for shechete, meaning for meat, and the sale is valid. The cases where most people purchase oxen for plowing, but some purchase for meat. Rav says we follow the majority so the buyer can demand a refund since the ox was not usable for plowing. But Shmuel says Ki when do we follow the majority? Be isura, only for questions concerning prohibitions but regarding monetary disputes we do not follow the majority. Rather we say Amosi and point number three, Vashmul Bar Nachmani asks, From where do we derive that one attempting to extract payment from his fellow, the burden of proof is upon him? The Torah says, Whoever is acclaimed should approach them, referring to Arn and Hur, meaning, He should present proof to them and cannot collect payment without proof. Ravashi objected that no source is necessary. Svorahu it's simple logic. The one suffering from pain goes to a doctor to be cured. Similarly, anyone attempting to litigate a claim against his fellow must substantiate his claim to base it. The pusuk brought above is Darshan by Rabba Bar-Havu to teach. Shaini's cocking elo to vea that That basin only addresses the claim of the plaintiff first, even where the defendant makes a counterclaim, reducing his debt. Alright, so now we go to Simon Doth Memvav, and her standard Simmon is a cow that goes moo. A cow that goes moo. So here goes. The owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow a Gord with a dead cow fetus by its side, told the owner of the fetus, Hamotzin all of Haraya, which is a claw guttle bedin, and is based on Svora, like someone sick, going to a doctor. Once again, slow motion. The owner of the mooing ox, mooing ox, that must mean more than duff, Menvab, moo. The owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow gored with a dead cow fetus by its side, told the owner of the fetus Hamot Sima Chavero, which reminds us, the fifth paragraph begins, If an ox gored a cow and its fetus was found dead at its side and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the ox gored it and the ox's owner is not responsible or if it gave birth after the ox gorda, causing the loss of the fetus, he pays chassi nezek for the cow and ravin nezek for the fetus. This mission reflects the opinion of Simkas, who holds, Mamun al-Mutabasavak, Chokin, Manu's ownership, is inherently in doubt, is divided by the two parties. But the chamim hold, zekal Gadol Bedin, this is a great rule and judgment, Hamotzi mechavero, all of Araya. So the owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow gorda, the dead cow fetus, by its side told the owner of the fetus, Hamotzi mechavero, Avaraya, which is called gadol bedin, which reminds us, look at us, why the principle of hamuts al l'avaraya is called called gadol bedin, a great rule and judgment. It first answers that it teaches that feel nizak bari that even if the victim says you're definitely liable and the damage only says I'm possibly exempt, the victim cannot collect without proof. And we also learn that in Hoking We don't go after the majority in monetary matters. So the owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow, a gourd of the dead cow fetus by its side, told the owner of the fetus, Hamotsimahabero, al which is kvalgadal bedin, and is based on sfora, like someone sick going to a doctor, which reminds us. Ravashi says that Hamotsimahabero al is a sfora. It's simple logic that one suffering from pain goes to a doctor to be cured. Similarly, anyone attempting to litigate a claim against his fellow must substantiate his claim to bastin. So once again, the owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow, a with a dead cow fetus by its side, told the owner of the fetus, "Hamotzim all alav haraya," which is called gadol bedin and is based on sfora, like someone sick going to a doctor. All right, so now it's time for a verbal about Daf mem So the simcha daf mem is a mobster. So here goes when the ox running away from the mobsters. Mobsters. That must be more in daf men When the ox running away from the mobsters who were trying to steal it charged into a pregnant woman killing her and the fetus which reminds us of Yosiguli Darshan's Balashor Naki to teach Naki Mirme Vlados he's absolved from paying for offspring loss when his ox attacked a pregnant woman. So when the ox running away from the mobsters who were trying to steal it charged into a pregnant woman killing her and the fetus, and into a slave, which reminds us, in another bright where we keep a Darshan's Baal or Naki to teach Naki midme Evet. He's absolved from payment of 30 Shkalim for his is killing a slave. So when the ox running away from the mobsters who were trying to steal it, charged into a pregnant woman killing her and the fetus, and into a slave, the owner was put on the fetus and the slave, and paid cover for the woman to her Yorshim. Not her husband. Which reminds us, in a it was taught, the Pussig says, ish o isha, And it killed a man or woman, indicating a comparison between the two. Bikiva explains that since we already know from elsewhere that kofr is paid for killing a woman, the pasig is teaching, Ma ish Just as regarding a man, his damage payments are given to his heirs if he dies before they're paid, Af ish So too, regarding a woman, her damage payments are given to her heirs, not her husband. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simur Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes the ball who bought a subscription to Nazikin magazine. Magazine that must mean we in Daf Mem Gimel. The ball who bought a subscription to Nezikin magazine with some of the Mevradus he received, which reminds us, Rabba explains the Torah ziksa the Mevradus The Torah awarded the value of the offspring to the husband, meaning meaning the one from whom the woman conceived. even if he had relations with her out of wedlock and was not her husband. This is because the Torah used the term Baal Isha, the husband of the woman, the word Baal implying relations. So the Baal who bought a subscription to Neziken magazine with some of the Demevrados he received, finished reading that a shore that kills a slave of Benchorin without Kavana gets to live. And his owners it from paying Shoshim Shkolim and Kofer, which reminds us, Rishwakish said, Shor is says that Kavana. if an ox killed a slave unintentionally. When the ox is not killed, the owner is pater from paying Thirishkan because the Torah wrote, 30 shqam, he shall pay its master and the ox shall be stoned, implying that the two laws are interdependent. Rabbah said the same regarding kofer. Shor Shehemi's Ben-Khorin Shloba Kavana Patma Kofor. If an ox killed a free person unintentionally, he is exempt from paying kofer There too, the Torah juxtaposed the two laws teaching that wherever the ox is not killed, the owner does not pay Kofor. So the Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin magazine with some of the Dmei he received finished reading that a Shor that kills a slave or ben kofer without Kavana gets to live and his owner is it from paying Shor shkalim and Kofor, and was engrossed in an article discussing whether damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire, which reminds us that more discusses if damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire. Dof mem Mamdolid, so the servant mem Mamdolid is mud, so here goes. The ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, mud, that must be more Doth Mamdolid. The ox had rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed, and killed a Jew, which reminds us, the next mission states, <speaking in Hebrew> If an ox was rubbing itself against a wall, and it collapsed onto a person and killed him, or if an ox intended to kill an animal, a goy, or a non-viable baby, and instead killed a viable Jew, it is putter. There's is whether an ox is liable for unintentional damages when it injures a person. So the ox had rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed, and killed a Jew, and then got so angry that it got all muddy that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally killed someone else, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught, that an ox which intended to kill an animal and killed a person is exempt from being stoned. This implies that if it had tended to kill a Jew and killed a different Jew, it is stoned. The Mishnah disagrees with Rabbi Shimon who said, even if it intended to kill this Jew, and instead killed another, its patr, because the Torah said, Ashur Yisakel love you must." the ox shall be stoned, and the owner shall also die. This juxtaposition teaches, "Kamises haban ashur. As the laws are regarding the owner's death, so are the laws regarding the ox's death. So the ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed and killed a Jew, and then got so angry that it got all muddy that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally killed someone else, turned out to be an ownerless ox, which isn't killed, which reminds us there's a malchukas if an ownerless ox that kills a Jew is killed. Rav Huna says the Rabbuud exempted the ox ubasov hiktish even where it gored and he subsequently was machtishit nagach ubasov or it gored and he subsequently was mavkaret. Daf Mem Hey. So the similar Daf Mem Hey is manishtana. So here goes. When the little boy at the seder asked, "Why is it different? Why is it different?" Manishtana? That must mean Daf Mem Hey. When the little boy of the seder asked. Why is it different for a shomer to return an ox after it was condemned, which reminds us, a pricey teaches that if a shomer was guarding an ox when it killed someone, he can return it before its sentenced to avoid paying for it since it's currently a valuable ox. If he returned after it was condemned, the Tanakhama says, in a muksar, it's not considered return because it's now worthless. But Rabbi Yaakov says it's considered return. Rava says they argue about Gom Dinah she if basing can rule on the case of an ox, not in its presence. So a little boy at the state who asked, why is it different for a shomer to turn an ox after it was condemned, was interrupted by his brother, who went ahead and read about the four shomerim, who are Niknasu Takaza balim, which reminds the Bryce elaborates on the mission on Daf Mem on a base. Four people take the owner's place to be liable for an animal's damages, and they are the Shomer a Shoel, a Nose and a Socher, an unpaid Shomer, a borrower, a paid Shomer, and a renter. If the ox killed, then a Talmud would be killed and no Kofor is paid. If it's a Muad, then a Ragim is a kofer. The ox is killed and the Shomer pays balaf and must return the ox's value to its owner, except for a Shomer who was puttered. So when the little boy, the Seder, asked, why is it different for shomer to return an ox after it was condemned, was interrupted by his brother, who went ahead and read about the four Shomrim, who are takas abalim. Their father stood up holding a knife and said he would guard proper behavior at the table, just like he would guard Amuud. Which reminds us, the more brings him a focus about the level of Shmira required for Tam and muad. Bagheezer says, Enel Shmir al-Sakin, Amuot has no sufficient guarding except the knife of Shechita, and is liable for damages even when he guarded it in a superior way. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which of the one Rabbi holds that if an ox intended to kill one Jew and it killed another, the ox is not liable for death? That's on Duff. Memdal. Good number two, which stuff did we learn that hamotzi Mechavera of Araya is based on Svora? That's on Duff. Memba, Good number three. Which duff do you have a question if damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire? That's on duff. Mem Good number four. Which duff do you have a question regarding a shomer returning an ox after it's condemned to death? That's on duff. Mem Good number five. Which duff do you have a question if is forbidden to have any from? That's on duff. Memov, good number six. Which of they learn in Hamosim the Haverel is called Gadol That's on Duff. Memov, good number seven. Which of they when in the Torah awarded to vladis to the ball, even if he had relations with a woman out of wedlock? That's on Duff. Memgimel, good number eight. Which stuff do we discuss? Why an ox became a mood and the borrower's rishus becomes a tum when returned to the owner? That's on Duff. Mem. Good, number nine. Which stuff do we learn about the four Shomrim, who are nichnasu who HaBalim? That's on Duff. Mem, hey. Good. And number ten. Which stuff do you learn what the Din is? In the case of an ox, that gored a cow and a cow fetus was found by its side. That's on Duff. Mem, Vav. Excellent. That comes today's share. This is everybody. Ram Goldhoff from Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.